I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the Power 365 show. Today's guests, amazing. The changes that are happening in Microsoft, the way people are using things like Dynamics 365, the Digital Contact Center, it's a new world. I'm so pleased that I uh, staked my career in this technology over 18 years ago now. Sit with me now and listen to this great story and where Microsoft's going in the space. Today's guest is from Washington in the United States. She works for Microsoft as a Senior Director of Product Marketing. She's a storyteller, passionate advocate for team and products, a firm believer that bringing people and products together can change the world. Welcome to the show, Niha Bajawa. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we've just, of course, recently completed Ignite, so, uh, and I saw you presenting there, which was, was fantastic. So we're going to unpack some of the things that you talked about there, but before we get underway, can you just tell us, give us some context of the three F's, family, food, and fun? <laughs> That's a really good question. So <laughs> I, am a, I am a mother of two. Mm-hmm. I have two beautiful daughters and and fourteen year old and eleven year old nice. and I sort of rate myself like I'm a mother in first and foremost mm-hmm. um, a team member and then of course my team is my family and my husband mm-hmm. um, so that's family I, like I am an Indian by culture and mm-hmm. so I love Indian food that's my comfort food I go back to that uh, you nice. know when things are down, I sort of mm-hmm. need a good curry <laughs> mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. good, you know, rice and curry will do it for me. Um, and and fun, for fun, I have to tell you, Mark, I go back to, ooh, I go back to my family, but more and more, I have actually always enjoyed work because mm-hmm. I don't see work as, as work. I see one, I see work as my passion, my calling, the work that I do. And so for me, that's fun. I like it. I like it. Can you tell me a bit about your journey into tech and into Microsoft? Oh, it's such a good question. I, I've been at Microsoft for 16 years now, and I got into Microsoft. Sometimes I, we kid around. I got into Microsoft through the back door, which basically <laughs> means I came in through an acquisition. So right after my MBA, I'm an engineer at heart. Um, went to an engineering school, did my MBA. And after that, I got, I really got swept, you know, um, into a small company, security company. That's how I started in New York. And mm-hmm. the first five years, they, everything I know about product marketing is from those, those gurus. I sort of, they're still my mentors. And, um, and so I sort of, we, we, I was the 50th employee then. I we grew to a 500 company, best of breed security solution. Microsoft acquired us in the fifth year, and of course, then I joined the Microsoft Force um, as the, as a secure product marketing manager for security products. 
I don't know if some of your listeners probably know about Forefront, but that was our flagship product mm. back then. Yeah, yeah. And um, with Forefront, I stayed with Forefront for a while. And then when Forefront, the strategy to changed to integrate it into the workloads, I moved into client management and security, identity mm. management and security. Then I moved into SQL. And so I became the product planner for SQL Data Warehouse, Advanced Analytics. Um, and then, you know, I went and I um, drove the business of SQL database in the U.S. sub for four years, uh, responsible for the revenue there. And then last three and a half years I've spent in business applications, really focusing on partner, partner strategy, and now, of course, product marketing and customer engagement. Wow. Wow. What a journey. And and I, I say you must have seen a lot of change in the last three years within the entire Microsoft business applications ecosystem. Oh, it is a fascinating time and it is an amazing place to be um, because to your point about change, and I call myself a disruptor, <laughs> mm -hmm. and so this is the place to be in the last three and a half years there is so much innovation and disruption that is going on from an engineering standpoint. And then of course, like as engineering has really innovated and continues to accelerate innovation, we've been spending a lot of time in how do we how do we take this to market in a new way, right? Yes. So a lot of a lot of transformation on the partner side and helping and growing and evolving our partner ecosystem, the strategy, incentive programs, our seller transformation has been has been really accelerated in the last couple of years. There's so much investment that Microsoft has made in the seller, in the in the sales community, in basically mm -hmm. the, the sales teams itself, in the marketing side of things. So yeah, to your point, it's a fascinating place to be in, and and we continue to transform and change the conversation. So, so tell me, tell me a bit about collaborative apps. What does that mean mm -hmm. to you? What, what, what's the focus around collaborative apps at the moment? You know, that's such a good question. And and here's the thing about collaborative apps. Like as you like, as you your audience is probably you know very very seeped in into business applications. Now the thing mm -hmm. about business applications is if you think about the seller, like the salesperson or the mm -hmm. customer mm -hmm. agent, the agent um, that is serving the customer, they are information workers just like you and I. Mm -hmm. And they live in, they don't want to switch applications. They have their favorite tools, productivity tools, mm -hmm. and they don't want to switch. They want the data to be right there, you know, so they don't have to like switch UIs. They don't have to go and find the data. They don't have mm -hmm. to hunt mm -hmm. for the data. And so increasingly what we are focused on is bringing data into the productive tools where our sellers are, our customer service agents are. And the, and the beauty is because we have MC65 or Office, we have mm -hmm. Teams, which is increasingly now the communication hub, right, for organizations. Yeah. Um, and of course, Dynamics, the business applications, the data itself surfacing that in the flow of their work. So they don't have to get be they don't have to switch between between mm -hmm. their apps. They have the data in the right context of what they are trying to do, and and they're able to uh, help their customers or drive the business faster. So it all comes down to productivity or customer experience. But that's the genesis of collaborative apps. And and so, 
so what is this physically? How does this physically come together? Is it that you're in Microsoft Teams and then mm-hmm. everything is in context of Teams when we look at the, when we look at, let's say, a Power App running, when we look at a Dynamics 365 first party app mm-hmm. running, is it mm-hmm. all, um, you know, landscaped within that single pane of glass of Teams? Absolutely. And so imagine like you're in Teams and you go to that search bar and you're trying to look up, right? You're talking to somebody, you're either the seller or the agent is talking to a customer in Teams or they're talking, they're collaborative. They're collaborating between themselves and they want to look up, um, let's say they're talking about a company foo. And so they want to look up everything about the company foo. They go to the search, that person goes to the search bar, which is in Teams Mm -hmm. and sort of searches for company foo. And all the data that is related to company foo sort of is surfaced to that seller. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're very quickly right from teams themselves. And the data could have been coming from Dataverse, right? Could have been coming from the business application um, like dynamic sales, but it's mm-hmm. surfaced right in teams. Um, on the other side, like let's say they are in dynamics for sales. That's the app. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to, they're, they're looking at this, they have the information, and now they want to call a team member or they want to chat with the team member right there within that single pane of glass. They don't have to leave that. They can contact the team member. They can do outbound dialing uh, within, within from Dynamics, uh, uh, the, the experience itself. And so either way, and then you can also have adaptive cards. Like we've sort of integrated yeah, adaptive yeah. cards right within teams or vice versa within dynamics so very quickly you're able to get the next recommendation the conversation insights all of the data gets surfaced in the right context um within within the the single pane of glass whichever pane the seller choose or the agent chooses to be in yeah so so in that context, uh, what's a, what's a feedback you you know particularly since Ignite? What's a feedback you're you're seeing, hearing around? You know, I've seen a lot of positive stuff around. You know, particularly the effect of Dynamics licensing um, and, and how it's presenced in Teams. What what else are you hearing? That that we are sort of we are hearing that positive um, the positive uh, the positive messaging. Sorry, we're we're hearing the same positive messaging, right? Mm, like we mm, mm. like now you don't need an additional team license. You don't need the team member license. It's all integrated to Teams. It's open. So we're basically like we're taking down friction. And the whole yeah. goal is what we're hearing is okay. Microsoft collectively, Microsoft looking at and looking at all of the assets. We're bringing all the assets to bear. We're sort of taking out our silos. We're reducing the friction. All about focusing on the customer and making that customer or sorry, our, our customers, right, which are the organizations, much more productive so that they can be empowered to do more with whatever they want to do with their customers, right? So that's mm-hmm. what we are sort of starting to hear. And this is like collaborative apps is the next frontier. Because in, in like the way CRM was, if you think about CRM, right, we were, mm-hmm. it's a system of record. And so you're trying to record this thing, but more and more, and we were looking at some research the other day, Mark, and it's interesting, like CRM has been around for so many years now, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's an old, it's it's here, it's traditional. But the thing is, our sellers, like, and if you look at Microsoft, like our sellers don't like to use, put something additional. It's more Mm -hmm. about an overhead 
And in the research that we were doing, increasingly we were being told that, yes, of course, they have CRM systems, but the usability of CRM systems is the sellers see it as an overhead, like one another thing we have to do. And so if we can, if we can more and more, we can integrate and bring the data to the sellers in the productive mm -hmm. tools that they use, whether it's Office, Teams, Outlook, then it becomes that much more easier for them to do their job. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm noticing is that, you know, and I, I started in Dynamics, I was CRM, MS CRM back in 2003, so a long time ago. Um, and and what I'm noticing about, uh, let's say, take, take Dynamics Sales, Marketing Service, etc. now, is that they're becoming a farm, as in the seller, let's say, has to enter a lot less information to get a lot more value back. So we're seeing kind of like data coming from maybe LinkedIn being presenced in there. We can see that, you know, if you've got a marketing campaign and digital assets are being clicked on, that data is now right there, you know, available to the seller. So you can see if there's an, a target account you're going after, you can see who in that account's actually been engaging with our brand, who's showing interest in, in product A, B or C. That That type of thing was never there in the past. And so, you know, they are becoming so much more, um, I don't know, uh, providing you a guide on on how to engage with the customer because you're seeing what's of interest to the customer. And, you know, so, Mark, you're not taking us into customer experience. And that was the second thing that we announced and we talked about the Microsoft customer experience platform. Yeah. Because yeah. exactly what you just hit on, right? What we are finding is that the conversation is about customer experience. How does sales, marketing, customer service, field service, every time an organization engages with a consumer, whether it's in B2B or B2C, it is geared towards customer experience. And the, and, and the thing about customer experience, and, we, and it is an overused term, like people talk about customer experience so much, right? But the thing about customer experience, it all comes down to granular data. Because yeah. what we find is that in order to really achieve or, or, or stay true to customer experience, you have to have the data, mm -hmm. which is right now in, in different silos. Like if today, like the mm -hmm. thing is, you have data in sales app in a yep. Salesforce automation app, then you have data in the marketing app, then you have mm -hmm. data in the customer service app, you have data in the field service app, and, and then you also have data in the advertising platforms. No wonder when you go in and you start doing a search on Facebook or Google on like mm -hmm. a mattress, right? You suddenly are inundated with all of these advertisers like hitting you with mattresses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now you might have, you might be searching for mattresses because you just were trying to complain about it, like you had this mm -hmm. tempermedic mattress and you're not happy with it, but suddenly you'll be inundated with advertising for mattresses, but you all you wanted to do is some somebody from inter, inter tempermedic actually reach out to you, mm -hmm. right? You were so so that, mm -hmm. that is customer experience, right? Being able to break the silo down, look at all of the data, look at a collective view of the data such that you now know that, or the organization knows that that Neha was looking or was not happy with the Tempur-Pedic, and I'm just using Tempur-Pedic mm -hmm. as an example. I'm extremely yeah. happy with my Tempur-Pedic mattress. <laughs> but, but essentially, was just looking for a mattress, right? And so then somebody can contact me, I can talk to them, and they then know all the engagements that I've had. And they, organizations are looking for new ways to engage. 
And yeah. so it becomes so powerful that customer experience is breaking down sales, service, marketing, the silos, serving up the data in the right way so mm -hmm. that you can drive the, the customer experience forward. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I assume customers more than ever looking, you know, particularly in COVID, right, we've seen some of the stats I've been reading recently is that uh, customer loyalty has totally changed through COVID, as in people are going out, they're trying new brands, they're, they're, they're doing a lot more online, so they're searching more, and they're not just going with whoever their, you know, let's say physical store person was. How important is, is for businesses to really nail this customer experience, you know, in, in the modern world? It is so, so important. To your point, I want to add a data stat here. We were doing, again, based on some research that was done, 83% of customers are researching about the next sale on their own before mm -hmm. they talk to a seller. So 83% of the time, the organization is doing all of the research and making decisions and have sort of done all the data analysis before they mm -hmm. engage with the seller. That is such a powerful like, mm -hmm. stat, right? Because that basically means you've got to know how, many, how much your, that person who's been do, doing the research, right? Every mm -hmm. touch point that they have had, every time they've engaged with the organization, imagine if the seller, when they reached out to the seller or the seller talked to them, if they had all of this data on their touch point, then mm -hmm. the seller could have a very consultative conversation and it was not yeah. a cold call. It was literally, I have all of this information about you. Mm -hmm. You've engaged with my company so many, so as by so much. You've downloaded yeah. this document, you've done this research, you've spoken to customer service, you've spoken to mm -hmm. marketing. Mm -hmm. Now it's so much more powerful. Now it's a relationship. We're having a, yeah. we're having a partnership conversation versus uh, a cold call 101 conversation. Mm, mm, mm. And, and it is so important. The amount of times I'm frustrated when, I, when I'm engaging with a brand or a business and they ask me something that I know they already know about me. Like they've, they've collected this data in the past and the frustration that creates, like why do I need to repeat myself? That's right. That is so right. And that goes into, and you see that frustration, like, why do I need to repeat myself? We find that so much in customer service, right? Yeah. If when you talk to, you call up customer service, and this whole omni-channel experience of customer service, but mm -hmm. the most basic channel is voice. But yeah. what happens yeah. is, you have sort of engaged with customer service and you've sort of chatted with them. So there's a, probably a chat bot and you're chatting with them. And, they, and the chat bot says very politely, I'm going to transfer you to a call, call agent because you mm -hmm. need more, more help. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then you get contact, you get transferred to a call agent, but then you end up having to repeat yourself because yes. the call agent does not know what the communication you had with your chat, chat bot, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so this is where it, the next frontier, like what we announced, is bringing together contact center 
within customer service such that that chatbot, like with what you talk to the chatbot, is communicated to the voice channel. And the voice channel, whatever you're speaking to, is communicated to the service agent. So the service agent has all of this information about you. I just, the other day, I have to sh- share with you my experience. I forget whom I was talking to. I called mm-hmm. up customer service of this particular brand and I called them up and I said, you know, this is what's going on. And they mm-hmm. said, oh, they'll have to, they'll have to, and usually they ask you for your credit card number and some social yeah. security, like, you know, some validation mm-hmm, number. Mm-hmm. And then they passed me on to somebody else. And it was amazing where the other person said, basically repeated back everything I had told the first person. Mm-hmm. And all they were saying is, here's what I know about you. Here's why you are engaging, like you called us up. Is that correct? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, thank you. <laughs> mm. Yes, now you are hearing me. And it's not like I'm talking to the, you know, the second person. It's internally yeah. they have spoken to each other, which is all only powered through some analytics or some system that has, has disconnected. Yeah, yeah. So good. Now you've mentioned something here, the Digital Contact Center, and I saw a bit of mention of this uh, at Ignite. What is what is the Digital Contact Center? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. This is the next frontier, I guess, of customer service, right? So mm-hmm. if you think about traditionally, just like we were talking about collab apps, where systems mm-hmm. were different, system of record and system of action, and then you we talk about customer experience in customer service, uh, traditionally, the voice system has been different, telephony system, right, the way you communicate, that's very Mm -hmm. different from a system of record, which is the customer service application. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the system of record has gone, of course, expanded into omni-channel, so being Mm -hmm. able to um, track and, and, and look provide customer service through all different channels, right? Which is mm-hmm. all like social media channels and messaging and text, all of that. But voice has always stayed separate. And so what we have announced is all-in-one digital contact center, which mm-hmm. which is first party Microsoft, where we yes. are now including voice within customer service based yes. on Azure communication service, and mm-hmm. based on Teams, which is also like, which has the planet scale, yes. uh, the, uh, you know, the compute power. So we are mm-hmm. able to support like enterprise grade telephony within customer mm-hmm. service, such that you don't have to have two different systems. Now, the beauty of this, like by bringing it together, you're now mm-hmm. truly able to uh, bring conversational intelligence into the customer service, right? Because as the voice when when you are when a voice person like when you're interacting with voice you're able mm-hmm. to transcribe right the, uh, yes, the yes. intelligence is able to transcribe in real time it's able mm-hmm. to add conversation intelligence then provide mm-hmm. the next best uh, knowledge base article do a search on automatically it's all in that single pane of glass that the agent mm-hmm. is working on so all of the integration now uh, you know is all coming together again to provide better customer experience. This this is amazing, right? Because I, I feel like call centers, and I've been involved in a lot of them over my career, is something that nobody's really put their arms around. It's always been a whole bunch of disparate systems that have to be integrated. And, you know, it's never, if you like, 
the perfect mashup and and what and voice of course is always that critical element as in will is is it the plan with microsoft to really take this as um you know a, a dynamics product or is it is it is still a subset of uh, dynamics, uh, customer service, sales, that type of thing. How, how do you see or envisage this digital contact center going to market? I, I, like I know just within my sphere of influence, we've got customers that are highly interested in this digital contact center. But at the moment, there's, there's, like, there's not enough information um, out there just yet. Well, that's a really good point because we public previewed uh, we were in public preview uh, some time ago, and we now have mm-hmm. gone general availability now. Um, so it's it's out it's out there now. Um, we we our whole goal is to to add value to mm-hmm. our customers, and so the, our customers yes. first and foremost, are, are particularly from a dynamic standpoint, is mm-hmm. our customer service customers. And so bringing Excellent. voice to customer service is is the first priority. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you know, we'll need, we'll keep expanding on this. We'll keep adding more value to this particular area. And then mm-hmm. we'll see how we continue to come together with Teams and ACS because Teams with Contact Center, ACS, Azure Communication Service, and yes. um, Dynamics, like all coming together to, to make that customer service agent the hero at the end of the day. And does Omnichannel then play into the story as well? That's the app, they come together, right? So for us, omni-channel now is true omni-channel, where voice is part of omni-channel, right? Because if you think about omni-channel and the way our competitors like speak about Mm omni-channel, they speak about digital engagement channels as omni-channel, and then there is voice. Mm -hmm. But if if you look at the dictionary definition of omni-channel, it should be all channels, including voice. Mm -hmm. Totally. Totally. And so is chat also considered part of this? Will, will the whole, you know, Azure through SMS, uh, sorry, SMS, etc. through Azure all be part of that story? Yes, all part of the same story. That's correct. So I, I'd like to put in the show notes, where, where's the best place for people to get up to speed? They want to educate themselves on the digital contact center. Where should they go? What should they look at? Any recommendations? And we'll get the details from you afterwards and put them in the show notes, of course. Yeah, there are two places I would go. One is, of course, uh, dynamics.microsoft.com. All mm-hmm. of the information is up there. It's on the website. Um, there is also Docs Library, right? MS Learn, yes. Microsoft Learn, and mm-hmm. the Docs Library resources there. The addition thing is Ignite pages. Like, we made so much announcements at the mm-hmm. Ignite and all of the speaker sessions, particularly Jeff Comstock's session around all-in-one mm-hmm. digital contact center is an amazing place to sort of go look at his session. Um, there are other sessions as well that we talked about, Collab App session, um, the Microsoft Customer Experience platform. These uh, Ignite sessions are available on demand and, mm-hmm. and your audience can go and listen in and see what, what this was all about. Yeah, awesome, awesome. We'll definitely... We'll put the links to those um, in the show notes. In closing, anything else you'd like to add? I, like, you know, in, as I started off, I think I want to sort of orient your audience around is Microsoft is, is there's a lot of innovation coming from Microsoft in, mm-hmm. in this business application space. We have, we have just, it's just the beginning, right? Um, yes, from yes. a product perspective, our focus is really collab. First, right, so 
providing increasingly providing integration and bringing collaborative tools and dynamics together uh, mm -hmm. so that we can really make that life of the seller or the agent so much more better and productive um, mm -hmm. so they then they can be freed up to do more with their customers and provide customer experience um, that's one area data first is a huge huge priority for us we want to make mm -hmm. these applications intelligent and the way we and so you'll see a lot of innovation and continued innovation in that space how do we make these applications not just system of records, but actually intelligent system of records. And so that there is a lot of data that is available to the organizations, but it is harnessed and it is put to good use and, and, it, and intelligence is being able to drive, be driven out of it. Yeah, so important. Niha, this has been so interesting. I always like to wrap up with uh, a few random questions. Um, so, so this is not about Microsoft, or, but just about you, life, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, so. here we go. It's, it's like people find this bit the scary bit because they are so random. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you could have one celebrity to be your best friend, who would you pick? Oh, my God. So I am, again, Indian by nature, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, it would be... Deepika Padukone, she is one of the Indian celebrities and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a huge fan of her. She's a badminton. She was one of the sports. She was a badminton player and then she went into mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actress. Nice. Nice. So cool. Okay, <laughs> next question. What's one of your pet peeves? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. Pet peeves. Here's what gets me. When people don't draw outside don't draw lines outside the box. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It's mm -hmm. like a lot of the creativity comes from, you know, sort of moving the box a little bit or, or seeing mm -hmm. what this box, the shape of the box could be. And when we mm -hmm. get too boxed in, then it sort of fucks me a little bit. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Last question. What's the last thing you bought for under $50 that you love and use often? Ooh, let me think. Under $50. Oh, my notebook, my journal is nice. I live and breathe by my journal. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's not <laughs> digital, obviously. No, no. I, I am an old school in that way. So I grew up where when you say something and then you write it down, mm -hmm. it sticks better. And so when I'm taking notes, yes, of course, I lived in the band notes. I absolutely do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But a lot of times I like particularly for my personal growth and I, you know, I do a lot of, you know, self, self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And so I write down in this journal of mine, which I, then I keep open. And so when I'm talking to people, I then refer back to these notes. It's so much more easier because, and then yeah. I, of course, it's memorized for me. I like it. I like it. Niha, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Mark. It was fun. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If there's a Microsoft guest you'd like to see on the show, please let me know. Reach out. Let me know. LinkedIn's the best way to get hold of me. If you like the show and you want to be a supporter, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Stay safe out there and see you next time.